Hello world, this is the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Thank you for taking this journey with us with real men, real problems, real solutions. Let's go. All right, um, good people. We are back at the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. And um, we are here with uh, two gentlemen, um, who we uh, had a, a conversation a couple of uh, uh, episodes of, um, about some uh, good topics. But today we're going to talk about Money 101. And so I have Jay here. Jay, tell everybody hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, we have um, KC here. What's going on? And um, so we're going to go brief, go right into it today. And so um, how do we learn about money? So I'll go first. So um, as a young child, um, I learned my mom was a uh, school teacher. My grandmother was a school teacher as well. And um, I learned about uh, money through uh, having a piggy bank. I know it sounds like really uh, minute or real. um, How can I say just elementary? But it was my grandma was an elementary school teacher and um, she would keep her change back you know, in that time into a kitchen table and then she would leave it for me. And so when I came, I would put that same money right back into the piggy uh, piggy uh, bank. And then once it got full in her house, then I would take it to my house. And then it, it I think it was subconsciously allowing me to uh, learn how to uh, save money, uh, put money away and then um, continue that as I became a- an adult. So um, I didn't come from I didn't come from money. Um, um, blue collar uh, uh, workers in my family. Uh, I also have some folks who uh, definitely went to to college and went on to do some great things and have um, good productive lives. But from a um, grandparent and mother standpoint, um, that's how I learned about saving money at an earlier age. What about you guys? Yeah, yeah, so I'll jump in. Um, yeah, this is Jerry. So the way I learned about money uh, definitely was, you know, looking at uh, my parents and, you know, how they uh, made money and also how they spent money. Uh, but as far as learning about uh, savings, I didn't learn that until I was on my own uh, because um, I, I first started working actually when I was nine years old. So I knew fairly quickly how to make money. I knew the value of a dollar. Uh, but as far as, um, you know, saving and investing, I didn't learn that until um, I was in my 20s. So a lot of stuff was definitely trial and error. Um, I spent a lot of money early on when I was younger. Uh, didn't really do a whole lot of saving. Um, and that uh, didn't really change until um, I would say I was in my 30s. Uh, so definitely, you know, with me, it was a lot of trial and error. Uh, that's what I learned about saving. Uh, that's what I learned about investing personally. I mean, uh, it was it, it was a lot of that. Okay, what about you, Casey? Yeah, for me, um, the the lack of money was was always a source of conflict, and so, you know, I I grew up uh, had a paper route and had odd jobs here and there because uh, I always wanted to go, you know, go to the candy house and and be able to buy candy and things like that. But when I got in middle school and high school, I was saving money. Um, like crazy, just because I didn't want to be without money. 
I didn't want to not be able to get something that um, that I wanted. And so I think that's what led to me being a person that saves a lot. Uh, later, later in my adult life, I became more familiar with how do you invest in certain things, whether it's the stock market, whether it's real estate, and um, and that's just been really a trial by trial by doing. I mean, no one really kind of pulled me aside and said, "Hey, this is what you do." Okay, and so <clears throat> as we get into be um, into our adulthood. Uh, you know, there are some definitely trials and tribulations that we all kind of spoke about. And one of those being, um, I think that that sense of saving for me, these are key words that I want people to kind of think about, especially our, our men saving, you know, saving a little. So I was always taught that if you had five dollars, save two. You know, um, if you had ten dollars, save three or four. And do whatever you would like to do for, with the rest, because you definitely just don't just want to work um, to pay and just not have any fun in life. Because who wants to do that? But also, there's a lot of sacrifice that it comes to when you're talking about um, living, living in society and things of that nature. But I definitely would say some of the things that I got, um, I saw some of my friends, especially when we got 18, was there were a lot of people on campus uh, that had credit cards. Yeah, there were those folks who had credit cards and they were waiting for you because they didn't they they, they may have um, they didn't know that you knew how to save or if you did or you had parents or you had somebody to tell you uh, what to do. But we uh, we are lucky today because we have our um, resident uh, profess professional here to kind of give us some tips on maybe some things that um, he might have that he didn't do or that he's doing now to kind of help other people to kind of um save their money and really do some investing. What about yeah, you, Jay? Yeah, and, and that's a great, you know, tie-in. Um, so this is Jay again. Uh, that's a great tie-in with, you know, credit cards and just having debt in general. Uh, because, you know, we were talking about saving, but uh, one of the first things I tell people uh, when they come in, into my office and they present their financial situation to me, um, if they have a lot of debt, um, I'll be perfectly candid. It doesn't make sense if you have a lot of debt for you to start putting savings in a savings account, even a you know money market fund, because you might get at maximum two and a half percent in a money market fund on your savings. But if you have credit card debt, I'm guaranteeing that that interest rate is uh, probably about seventeen to twenty one percent. So it's very important to pay off your debt first. Um, and then once you pay down that debt, then you can start saving. But I would never give anyone advice if they had a lot of debt to just be saving and not putting towards uh, getting rid of that debt. Um, but that, that would be one of the uh, first things. And so, you know, if you don't have debt, then okay, then we can have a conversation about saving. So I always recommend uh, that people have in a emergency fund uh, three to six months of living expenses. Mm. And those three to six months living expenses, that's really important because in the climate that we live in, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with jobs. You know, people's situation can change in an instant. Uh, so to relieve some of that stress and some of that pressure, to have three to six months in an emergency fund in savings uh, definitely helps out a whole lot. How does that work? Um, How does that work, Jay, when you're talking to a young person just graduating and working, trying to pay bills, 
trying to trying to have a good time because you know we encourage to get that out your system and have a you know good time when you're young. How do you encourage that six months? Because I can't sit up here and say that I had six months of earnings at 25. Like, how do you how would how would you then tell yourself at 25, looking at yourself now? What what would you what would you say? Well, the best thing to do is to get into the habit of saving. So, you know, one thing you can do is um, you can do something with them where the money is automatically taken out of your paycheck where you don't miss it. And even if it's twenty five dollars per pay period, um, then you know if you're paid you know twice a month, that's fifty dollars a month. Right. You know, I mean, fifty dollars a month. You know, 50 times 12, that's going to be $600. So basically, you're not missing that money. So it's, a, it, it's all about getting into the habit. Yes, mm-hmm. they might not have a whole lot of money where they can save up three to six months of living expenses, but they can start to build that foundation and they spend and they can start to get in those habits. Because honestly, um, if you don't have the right habits, I don't care how much money you make, you're still going to fall into the same pitfalls as you would with people that. Don't make as much money. Now let me ask you this question: Are you talking about? Are you talking about uh, young people? And you like you talk about investing and savings and stuff like that. I so I just heard you say where not to save a lot of your money, which is my was my issue. I was saving in savings accounts because that's what I was told to do, you know. But in other situations, um, in other situations, they have. Um, you know, you're talking about saving and investing. So when you're investing, are you talking about retirement? Are you talking about IRAs? Because that's what I learned more about in my, uh, my later 20s and early 30s, the IRA. But what are you saying to save for at this point when you're just kidding out and you're not making much money? Um, you know, because people match, you know, all that type of stuff. So what, su- what suggestion would you give? Yeah, so if, if you're talking about people that are just starting out, um, you know, with depending on the type of job they have, I mean, most corporations will um, have retirement benefits, so like a 401k. Right. Uh, so definitely put into that 401k. Um, you know, a lot of times your company will match the percentage changes depending on, on what your company wants to offer, but at least you're um, starting to plan for your future that way. And the company benefit, you should take full advantage of. So okay. That's the first thing. Um, now, if you have some extra money, some extra money, then, you know, there's some opportunities where you can do some things. So, you know, one of the things I was saying as far as, you know, having, having money automatically taken out of your check, you know, per pay, per pay period, $25, $50, whatever that is, um, what that's called is dollar cost averaging. And so a dollar cost averaging, um, if you're talking about investing, you can actually be able to build up enough money to start to invest in the uh, market. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend investing in stocks if you don't have twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have less than twenty five thousand, which is what we're talking about now, you can invest in mutual funds. Okay. Uh, mutual funds are a great way to kind of get your feet wet. Um, you know, with you know mutual funds. Uh, you know, basically what they're made of, they're made up of, you know, some of the highest performing stocks out there. Um, and it can be either um, mutual funds that are made of stocks or it could be mutual funds that are made of bonds. Okay. Um, so that's equity or that's fixed income. That's definitely something, you know, that people can do as well to kind of get their feet wet. 
uh, if you're trying to pick individual stocks, um, if you don't really have the uh, knowledge uh, or the experience, you can fall into pitfalls like that. Now, now I want to ask you this question because I think it's very important. You go kind of deep into some things that I don't even think I knew what you were talking about at 22, 23. But if we, we have all listeners, right, and especially when it can hit those men who uh, and, and ladies. So don't forget that um, who at 22, 23, unless you have an adult or somebody around you to really kind of coach you into some of the things that you're speaking about. Sometimes it, it may not even be that easy to save. What would you say? You know, because I think that we talked offline about a couple of things. Right. Because if I'm. Um, in a situation where I'm making some money now, I'm not making minimum wage, but I'm making some money where I'm able to, I feel, I feel like I have some money, then it's going to, it's going to, I'm going to have to learn how to do so. So what I've always learned, thought about doing this, we talked about budgeting, right? I think before you invest and save in anything, you got to budget. Yeah. You know, because if I can't, if all those things sound great to save, but if I I'm I'm make I'm paying my rent and then I'm eating and these other things, I mean I even see where I can save a dime. Yeah, so, you need to know where you where you're spending your money. Yeah, KC, can you talk a little bit yeah. about budgeting? Um, I mean, I, for for me, budgeting is 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 essential because as Jay mentioned, you know you need to get into a habit. Uh, especially if you want to, if you want to save and things like that, budgeting allows you to see where you are spending your money. Sometimes using a credit card, using cash, you don't keep track of all these expenses, and you don't realize you're spending a hundred dollars, you know, eating um, eating lunch out. at work. Yeah, and you're spending another two hundred eating out happy right. hours. It adds up, and it adds up. And so by keeping track of it and keeping a budget, you not only see where your money is going, but also you you can put some money aside for yourself because you should pay yourself, whether that's in the form of savings or whether that's in the form of, hey, I want to have $50 so I can go out on the weekends. Mm -hmm. But make sure that it's Mm -hmm. in relationship to what your other expenses are, be it rent, be it other necessities. So I'm going to add something to that. Um, uh, Jay, I know you got to leave in a few um, but what, to what KC uh, just spoke about, there are three things I wrote down when you were talking. First thing was paying yourself. The second thing was your wants. And the third thing was your needs. So what I think about paying yourself is actually saving. Right. So I would actually look at my budget, see how much money I have coming in. Then I will look at the things that I need. You need somewhere to stay. You need somewhere to uh, that's affordable. Right. That doesn't mean that, hey, because it costs I have two thousand dollars that I have to stay somewhere that's saying two thousand dollars. I think, Jay, I've always heard you say people are living above their need, uh, their needs. Right. So they're they're living way past their needs and what they're bringing in. So if a place is two thousand and you know you only have three thousand, you should probably stay in a place that costs a thousand. Right. You know, uh, uh, your household should be, uh, I would say, 75 percent of one check. So if you have two checks coming in per month, only one check should be 75 percent of that, especially if you're just getting out of school. So if you have to have a roommate, two or three roommates until you can get yourself, like you said, your your feet wet and understand this thing called life and budgeting, I would do so. And sometimes that that's called 
is being smart and sacrifice, right? I know some people don't want to have roommates, but you got to have roommates sometimes when, you, when you're early so that you can reap those benefits later on down the line. So those paying, uh, you're writing out all your want, I mean, all your needs. And then from there, your second thing I would do is pay yourself, right? Right. Put some money aside. And I think if, if you do that, you will have money left over for the things that you want to do. And that's the third thing. Right. Right. But you have right. to be smart about it. I always say have a financial advisor. I always uh, say find somebody who's doing it already, knows how to do it, who's been living for a while that you feel comfortable with, that it can help and support you through that process. Um, Jay, you got something to say? Yeah, yeah. And, and I did want to add this too, and especially with younger people. I think younger people really have to understand that you're running your own race. Hmm. You're running your own race, and you have to be comfortable with that. So, you know, what you were saying earlier as far as, you know, people uh, not wanting a roommate, you know, uh, no. If you are running your own race and there's a reason why you're doing it, be confident and be comfortable with that fact. Cosine. Because it's really not about comparing yourself to anyone else. We right. all run our own race. I think young people really have to understand that. Yeah. Um, anything you want to tell before you have to leave, leave us um, about maybe you have those people who just started out, but those seasoned people, maybe somebody who's been working you know, in their job for about five, five or six years, and they kind of got, got, you know, got a hold of some things, and then now they have hold to I can stay by myself. Uh, what would be that next step um, of saving that you would recommend them? Right, right. So these are people that have been working for a while, and now do they already have good habits as far as good saving? I would habits? say they've, they've, okay. they've, they've maintained their habits and they're, you know, learning a little, you know, but still has some room to grow. Okay. All right. Um, so with those folks, then, you know, definitely now I would, I would definitely recommend um, if, if they haven't done it yet, you know, have that three to six months emergency fund. Right. Now we're getting there. And, yep. Right. Because what, because once you do that, then that opens up a lot of opportunities for you to do other things. And just then to be clear, and just to be clear, you're saying three to I'll six months. And, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, Jay. You're, just to yeah. be clear, when you talk about three to six months, you're saying outside of investments, outside of paying yourself in an investments uh, for retirement or whatever the case may be, having a savings account of three to six months. Is that what you're saying? Right. Right. Where it's liquid and you can put your hands on it at any time. Okay. That's exactly what I mean. All right. So that would be the next step. And what about our seasoned folks out there who um, looking at been working for 10 plus years, 15 plus years and um, just looking at that next stage of their lives of trying to bring in an extra income or looking at retirement and things of that nature? Um, I know you work with folks like that as well who have that three to six months. They've gotten that kind of uh, set in stone. What about those people? Yeah, so with those people, and I could get into some very, um, I wouldn't say complicated stuff, but I could give them very detailed, but the gist of it is, for those people, they need to make sure that any money they have is working for them. Their money has to work for them. And so that's when you start getting into different types of savings tools. So money market funds are great ways to not only protect the principal 
um, of your money, but also you have the opportunity to gain interest, and it's highly liquid. Mm-hmm. That's one form. Um, also, uh, depending on someone's income, because see now now we have more income, uh, there are there are certain um, things that you can do as far as for investments. Uh, so when I say investments, I'm talking about you have a portfolio of mm. you know, mutual funds. And so those mutual funds, um, you have the opportunity to to really start getting into the market, getting more comfortable with it, um, and it's a great way to invest. Right. A great way to invest. And last but not least, because I know you have to go and we're pushing it, right? But our folks mm-hmm. who may be seasoned or worked for over 10 plus years, but 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 had a hard time and a rough time. What would you say to those folks? You know, um, they may not have just got out of school. They might have been out of school for a while, or they didn't go to school, and that's fine. But they're working. They're hard workers, and they, you know they make decent money. But they have families. You know, and some of the stuff that we're talking about right now doesn't sound realistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, it definitely does make it tougher. You know. Um, when you when you do have a family, you don't have a lot of extra income or discretionary income, um, but you can still do something. You can still do what you can. You might not be able to save a lot, but you can save something. Um, and it's all about just you're starting to chip away. Right. Uh, but if you have debt, pay down that debt first. Whatever your smallest debt is, right. knock that one out first. Yeah. Uh, so not only does that help you psychologically, uh, but you also have knocked out that debt, and then you can go to another one. Thank you, Jay. We appreciate that. And, and extending You're your time to, to give the knowledge of um, of, of your of your craft, of your your job and what you do every day to help other people um, like yourself and, um, you know, get them out of that out of that debt. Because, you know, right. we really need to make sure that, um, you know, we live a healthier life. And that's a part of it. Um financial uh safety financial healing financial um just uh freedom so we appreciate you you are very welcome all right all right take care good night all right we want to thank jay for coming on to the brother to brother show um we're going to end this we're just kind of doing a recap and but first talk about you know we really talked about finances tonight uh money one-on-one and uh really think about like just i think the biggest thing, too, is uh, we talked about um, saving in different stages of your financial career and life. We talked about um, looking at paying yourself, your wants and your needs. Um, but also and we also talked about budgeting. Those are the three big things. But the last thing I want us to kind of like really shape and talk about, uh, Casey, is this the planning process. Right. Um, maybe you talk about some of the things that you've had to do in, in from when you started off to now and what that plan looked like for you in, um, in having a, a real good goal of, of in planning. Yeah. Um, and, and Jay kind of, um, Jay definitely mentioned it um, during his, his comments. The biggest thing for me was paying, paying down debt. And, you know, I came out of college with loans and, I had some credit card debt um, and you think, okay, there's no way I'm going to get out of all of this debt. Right. And so I just had to have the, the discipline to 
every month make sure I paid down something. Um, at, you know, more than the monthly payment on credit cards and school loans where I can make an extra payment, I would do that. And it was a hard couple of years, but it got me out of debt. And I will say having no debt is a sense of freedom that everyone should enjoy. It allows you and it opens up other avenues for you to then save and make more money. Right. And so not being saddled with debt was for me a big, a big part of that financial health. I want to take a quick twist. And it was something I was thinking about at the beginning of our conversation, um, because we are all a product of our environments and we are also a product of uh not the best situations. You right. know, Jay has a situation. You and I are probably more similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 seeing because I've heard your story, seeing the fact that you know you had some hard times, so right. you're like, I don't want that to happen. I will say I had the same issue. But coming when you saw that, right, and you know you have kids. Yeah. You have Christmas comes up, birthdays. Uh, I, I know my mom for sure, you know, borrow money so that I can never feel those hardships. Right. You know, uh, and I can never understand that, but I never felt those hardships until I got older to kind of like in, to, to share that with me. Or I, I saw it and I knew what was going on, but I never felt that. And so it's kind of like a rough spot with me in, in, in ending this and not being able to like really touch the hearts of those folks who. Yeah, this sounds great, but what about when those I can't get myself out? But um, you know, I still want to make sure my family doesn't feel feel that um, abandonment of, right. because of financial situations. It's not it's not a simple process, and I'm I'm not I don't want to make it seem like you know all you have to do is 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 set your mind to it, and then you can pay off your debt. You know, when I was paying off my debt, I would go through point points or periods where I would pay some down and then I'd spend on something that I really wanted or or for someone that I thought was important. And so you you kind of manage it in that way. So if you get to a point where you're paying down debt and then you say, you know what, I really I really want to give someone a special Christmas present or birthday present then do that. Do it within certain certain limits or no, whatever you spend, you're going to have to figure out a way to, you know, recoup that or or pay it off uh, down the road. So, you know, each and each and every person is going to have their own road to to how they get out of debt. But I think getting out of debt is really important. And you can you can still enjoy and and do little things for yourself or for others, but once you get out of debt, you'll you'll see a whole new world of possibilities opening up. And basically, going back to what we said when we um, started the second segment of this is really just having a plan. Yeah, like if you have a plan, um, and like I said before, having some people around you who have who have found that financial freedom. Exactly. Um, Talking to people who know what they're doing. Yes. Emulating people who 
are where you want to be right so that they can you know help steer you clear of some potholes mm-hmm. and 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 challenges important but it's definitely is but it's definitely important uh, to do so and not spend more than what you have yes and I think a lot of young people have done that a lot of older people have done that and some people never get out of that and there's just bad habits that continue to happen um, but we just want to make sure that we we give this important important uh, fruit fruitful conversation around finances because we understand that it's needed yeah um, if I didn't have anybody in my life to to teach me um, I wouldn't know either. And so I want to thank my grandmother, rest in peace, my mother, rest in peace for those hardships and those small lessons, because I continue to do it with people that are around me. So, uh, Casey, thank you so much for for being here, sharing your story. No problem. Uh, We want to thank Jay again for coming on to the show and uh, giving us a wealth of knowledge from a professional standpoint. And we want to thank our our listeners uh, for doing the same thing Uh, again. Please subscribe to tomorrowsmen.com. Subscribe, go on, listen to our podcast. We're going to continue to uh, let it grow. This is the Brother Brother Show. Please know we love you. Work with us, be with us, and know we're coming from the heart. This is the Brother Brother Show.